Hey everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, hosted by yours truly, Delano Sapporo. Thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast, and make sure wherever you're listening, you subscribe, rate, review, and support the podcast, because of course, we got an exciting show with the news this week. We will talk about the news, the markets. We'll also talk about in the roundtable, mental wellness and financial planning, how those two coincide and tie together. And lastly, we'll discuss question of the week, rapid fire. Thank you as always for listening and hope you enjoy the show. All right. What's moving markets this week? So this week with the big talk about the Federal Reserve could do some things to slow down the stimulus and the policies that they've per- previously put into act on in the government. So um, in our markets and in the economy. So they're really showing that there's possibly going to be a tapering uh, by the central bank uh, of the 120 billion in monthly bond purchases that they've been making. This is usually a sign of less, this is how it happens when they lessen the amount of you know money that's being flooded into the economy. And it could be a sign of slowing growth um, or, possibly potentially slowing growth um, in the delta of the growth in the economy. But I do think there's still going to be companies that are going to be faring well over this period. And we'll see earnings coming up in Q3 or Q4 or next year if we do see a tapering um, coming up anytime soon. They're projecting possibly end of this year. With that said, um, the markets are still relatively flat and still doing well, even if they accelerate the timeline that they set of the, of the tapering. We'll see how that bodes for the markets in the second half of the year. We also still have the Delta variant rain, rearing its head. So it's generally, you know, an area of the market where we're just, we're just sludging along, nothing too exciting, which may not be as exciting for some people, but it still bodes well long-term for investors. And so that's a very, very interesting thing to watch going forward. And now more general news, TikTok. The Chinese government has now taken a 1% stake and a board seat um, in the Chinese subsidiary of TikTok, uh, the parent company ByteDance. So they've taken um, a 1% stake in ByteDance, and that's caused some, some concerns for U.S. officials. They're considering banning, they used to consider banning TikTok. There was that talk about that, you know, I think it was late last year or a little bit of the beginning of this year. Um, And now with the Chinese government taking a stake, we'll see if more U.S. companies or U.S. in general just wants to, you know, put a ban on TikTok. That'd be very, very interesting to watch. I think some regulation will happen, um, but we'll see. That's something to be seen. Random fact of the week, the number of homes sold for at least 100K more than asking price in Austin this year jumped a whopping 57 times from last year. You're seeing a lot of people move to these hot areas of the hot areas of the right now. Let's call it Austin, Miami. Um, as we decentralize, as we get more sovereign, if we have more agency of where we can work, uh, more flexibility. Uh, there's some areas that are seeing hot a lot of entrants coming to the market, and so that's probably why we'll, that will normalize over time. Uh, but we'll see. And when we're talking about sovereign, you know, agency. Palantir, the data analytics software company founded, co-founded by Peter Thiel, they revealed that they bought 100-ounce gold bars. They bought 50 million of 100-ounce gold bars on the company's balance sheet. And the CEO pretty much said um, when he talked to Bloomberg that it was a black swan event. It was a risk hedge for a black swan event or a potential devastating economic crisis that no one sees coming. So he decided he wanted to stock up on gold bars instead of going the route of Bitcoin, which I think would have probably been the better route. Uh, but they're storing their gold bars in a secure location 
in the northeastern U.S., nowhere near a New York. No one knows where it is, but it's supposed to be a safe haven asset, protect against inflation. But gold is down actually seven percent this year, um, and consumer prices have surged. So if you're protecting against inflation in gold, you did the opposite of that. <laughs> um, so it, it's really interesting, um, but that's that's their play. Um, and yeah, I, I think you know people have to consider you know where how they're risk hedging in, in those situations. And let's talk about the great resignation. We talked about the great resignation before. A lot of people are leaving jobs to either go entrepreneurial route or they're leaving jobs to find a better opportunity because the job market's super hot right now and contentious. But there's also people that have two jobs at once. With people working from home and having more flexibility, there are a lot more people, um, as the Wall Street Journal found when they dug into it, that are having multiple jobs. So they'll have split windows or multiple devices. They're keeping the tasks separate. And they're having multiple jobs because they have more time to do it from home. They don't have someone overlooking their shoulder. They're able to have more jobs than one. And we're not talking freelancers. I think this is legit two W-2 jobs. Um, they use color-coded browser windows, multiple devices. Um, sometimes they have multiple calls and they're, they're unmuted on them, but they're figuring it out. Uh, but they're emboldened by, you know, um, this, this new area where they're looking for financial freedom and they're trying to increase income. I've always talked about increasing income as one of the ways for financial freedom rather than just folk fixating on cutting expenses because you can only cut so much. Um, but this is a way that people are doing it. A lot of people are going this route. Um, and I think it's rather, rather interesting uh, to, to see how people are doing that. If you're someone out there doing that, two W-2s, two multiple jobs, um, let me know. I'd love to hear your story. But this was a really quick weekly wrap-up of news. We're going to jump into the roundtable, which we're talking about mental wellness and how that plays into your financial wellness coming up next. We are back. Gather around for the roundtable. We're talking about mental wellness and how strong data shows a link between financial wellness and mental health. And I think if you understand Many people across the country, especially during the throes of the pandemic, there are a lot of people that suffered from financial stress and just mental health and well stress in general, right? There's a lot of impact um, on people's anxiety, depression, fatigue, um, and those things affect how you are able to do things in your mental, in your, excuse me, in your financial wellness as well. So if you're seeing mental health issues, it's going to affect your bottom line when it comes to, you know, figuring out ways to do your tasks, you know, lower quality of work at job, poor relationship with coworkers or networking, um, or entrepreneur, being able to strategically grow your business or do any of those sort of things. All these things are linked. And how do you recharge, refuel, and make sure that your mental wellness is doing well for yourself and for your family so that it can help you on the financial wellness side of things, I think is very, very important. I think for me, one of the things I just want to work on more is taking breaks um, and making sure that you get those reboot and rejuvenation times because it is important. Um, and I think that's one of the ways that people could do that. I think also having more of a, a network and support group when you can talk to people about different things um, is also also very, very important. And, and then also just the confidence in yourself to, to do these things, to get past these things. But there is a link. 
Um, as data shows, there's a link between mental health problems, which make it harder to earn, manage, and, and money and spending. And that leads to financial difficulty, which then can lead to financial difficulty causing stress and anxiety. So you want to clear these things up. I think the best thing to do is to, one, get those break times, get those relaxing times, get those times to really sink into yourself and rejuvenate. To figure out ways to alleviate the stress, right? What are the ways you can do it? What are the ways you could be proactive? Because a lot of talk is cheap in a lot of these situations. We cannot talk about things um, without execution, without doing. There's a lot more talking than doing out there. And, and we have to alleviate that. Um, but there is ways we could do that. And then also we working with someone, you know, mental wealth is and mental wellness is the, one of the bigger spot areas for startups for especially for minority black uh latino brown um lgbtq uh, community it's much more focused on area and i think there's gonna be a lot of communities platforms uh technology that's going to help these groups be able to cope with any mental stress because that's so that's an area that's disregarded i feel like a lot of times very, very much so a lot of times. So we need to find ways to alleviate the stress on our folks. Um, and so there's ways to do that. I think it's very important. I could leave some resources. If you need any resources, I think people reach out to me and I'll see if I can find a resource for you and a link. But I think that's important to think about how mental wellness is affecting how you try to achieve your financial goals. There's a direct link because we need our brain. We need our our, our, our faculties firing all cylinders to do the big goals that we have. And I think it's important to think about and something I'm going to focus in on, especially myself, give me more time to shut off the phone. Like I, I'm going to have business hours. I'm restricting more business hours where you can contact me via business things. Um, if it's not business, sure. Maybe if we're close like that, we can discuss. But if it's not business hours, if it's a weekend, I, I don't particularly want to be getting emails, texts all the time. If it's not important or it's not something that needs to be handled right now that's affecting your clarity mental health but also i'm enforcing those strict business hours for new street for myself uh to get those times to rejuvenate and, and downtime to relax that's very very important but i think it's important for everyone you want to think about something and obsess over something all the time you need time to relax and refocus so very very important let's keep building on that let's share resources with each other because uh, I think this is important to understand as we grow forward towards our goals. Questions of the week. Questions of the week, folks. We are going to do rapid fire questions of the week. Maybe get a few in, in one sitting. So let's talk about it. Um, you may have heard some of these before, but I think a lot of them are interesting. So I'm going to do rapid fire. First one. What big expenses do I know are coming in the next year, such as property tax or insurance payments? How do you plan for them? I think rather than panicking, my answer to this is rather than panicking with giant bills coming up, save incrementally over time. People always forget to do things over time. They always think about it when it comes up, but you can open up a high yield savings account through any platform, save incrementally and wait for, let's say if you have a 4K pr 4k property tax bill coming up later save all that amount per month there's no reason why if you have a 4k tax bill coming up in eight months that you can't save 300 bucks a month to prepare to pay that big expense rather than having a big sticker shock bill come later on what can i realistically do to improve my income level that's a great rapid choir question number two i think as we saw in the last segment people are doing different things there's lots of different marketplaces and areas where people can sell things build things if you want to take a longer more 
lucrative route if you actually have the diligence execution level to do so start a business like those are different things you can do but it's not done by talking about it's actually done by doing which you know a lot of people don't get through the ideation phase most businesses die in the ideation phase because a lot of people just will rather talk about something than executing it which is the biggest thing that holds back a lot of great entrepreneurs um, as you'll see if I have children, what am I doing to make sure I can help them with schooling in the way I'd like to? Great question. I'm hearing a lot more about that um, from clients, from people. It's really a couple of areas. You obviously have the 529, you have the college savings plans, you have custodial accounts. The biggest thing is to save for them as soon as you start can, because those expenses will rack up over time. But if you're saving right away, you will be able to build up quite a bit of a fund to help them in these situations. I think that's really, really important to think down the pipeline. As soon as your child has a social security, you're able to create an account for them. And that's really important. If you have a lot of years to compound based on saving and investing, then you're able to alleviate some of the stress that may be built up from expenses from, from children later on. Cause yes, children, I, from what I hear are expensive. So um, those are really, really great questions in our rapid fire section this week. It was really a short one this week. We really wanted to get to the down to, you know, the grit, nitty gritty of what we're working on as far as our clients. And then there is some big things coming up with New Street. We are obviously approaching two years of New Street, which is big. We're looking to possibly do a grant um, to someone out there that has you know great ideas. And then also we're building up our next level of the foundation for the community, meaning, you know, we told people that they've done the right things, they're credit investors, they're gonna be able to be a part of, of exciting growing ventures and possibly have opportunity to be investors uh, through New Street in these growing ventures. And we're doing due diligence on amazing, amazing growth companies, venture companies, private equity companies now that we will potentially be allowing accredited investors to be a part of. And we'll be doing more of that. And we're going to be taking, you know, pitches from great companies. If you have a great idea, if you think you're building something, you have a great idea or you're already building something that's awesome, let me know. Send a note. We're going to have the website for New Street Ventures Group up soon because um, we want to talk to people that are on the forefront of building new exciting ideas that are going to really, really help consumers, really, really help people build and solve problems. So be on the lookout for that. Continue to share this with your network. We're growing so rapidly. We, we really love this community and we're going to keep doing great things. We'll talk next week.